Hello and welcome to Amavia's Sport Podcast, where I will help you start out with your modeling and acting career, as well as help artists improve in their craft. Now you've got your measurements, a set of at least 20 pictures, and technically a little bit of experience if you've got your Polaroids taken. What do you do now? In a previous episode, I explained the popular misconceptions in the talent industry and why your first few attempts have not worked out. Well, this episode is going to clear it all out because I'm going to guide you into making your first portfolio. Be excited, this is exciting, this is the profile you're going to have everywhere for about 6 months so you have to get them updated. As an overview, I will be telling you the 3 types of portfolios you can make, why each is important and how you send them out. The reason why I didn't start the series with what the industry is like and how you'd have to target a market first is because it'll confuse you and I wanted to get directly to the point. Once you've got your measurements and pictures, you'll be ready to make a good enough portfolio to start immediately. Today's song has a really nice vibe, it's At Least I Look Cool by Sasha Sloan. For a quote, if you can't find opportunities, make some. The UAE in general, I'd say, is great for breaking into industries as you don't have too much competition. I'm pretty sure this goes out to any country not in Europe or America, since they are the market. But nevertheless, coronavirus has taken away many opportunities. Last year, from June to December 2019, I went to exactly 32 auditions. This year, March to August, I've been to 18. Although I got more projects done this year, you can tell it's difficult to find opportunities. So at one point, you have to make your own. For a resource, I'm going to give you both my Google Drive portfolio and my website as an example that you can study. Let's start off with what is a portfolio. By Google's definition, a portfolio is a varied set of photographs of a model or actor intended to be shown to a potential employer. Remember in my previous series episode, One Foot in the Water Pictures, I mentioned that agents make a presentation with 5-10 to 10 pictures of everyone that applied? Your portfolio is going to simplify that process for you. First type is a website. My personal favorite because you get to pepper in a little of your personality with all the colors and graphics. As you can expect, mine is pink. My website portfolio is unlisted because it has my contact information, so the only way you'd see it is if I sent you the link, but you can have a look at it this time. What is the benefit of having a website portfolio? You can put it on your socials and on your resume, making it accessible for everyone. The downside? It's a little tricky and time consuming to make. In your website homepage, you must have a short biography or about me paragraph, your email and your contact info at the footer, which city you live in and your social media. By the way, if you're planning on getting into this stuff, it's probably time to change up your Instagram or Twitter feed. Then you should have a page with your Polaroids, and in that page, include the casting video I gave as a bonus in the second episode of the series, along with a short interview if you made one. Another page you might not be familiar with is the classic showreel. If you have previous experience in acting, this is where you put a link to the commercial or film, along with the production and the role you played. I've actually decided to switch this out with an experience section so I can put the photo shoots I've had, so you can do what you like. If you've seen my website, you might notice a miscellaneous page, where I listed out my hobbies and my skills and random facts about me. Sometimes a part of you can actually be connected with the character you're applying for, and you may never know what skills might be handy on set, so I decided to include it. There was also a gallery of non-professional shoots, so ones I did with my friends or myself just for reference again. Second type, a shared folder so useful basically make a google drive folder with all your polaroids and headshots as the main then make a subfolder with any other pictures you have and put your comp card which i posted on amp's instagram page the benefit if the agent doesn't like the pictures you send them they can have a look at the folder and download others 
It also makes it easier for you to have all your pictures in one place, so when you get a casting call that needs, say, 5 pictures, you can choose what you think fits the role. So if I got a casting call for a teenager to play in a family for, say, a tea commercial, I'd send a headshot, a full body pose, my good side profile, a picture with my dog or cat, and a picture in super casual clothes because it seems ideal for the role. If I didn't have the folder, I'd be looking back and forth for them. Downside? It's so common that Asians face issues with accessing the folder, so don't heavily rely on it. And the last type? Comp cards. I'm still working on the printable ones, but it's basically a PDF file with your pictures laid out in a grid, and somewhere on a separate page you've got your measurements, nationality, age, eye color, hair color, and sizes. What are the benefits of carrying a comp card? When visiting agencies, which I will talk about in later episodes, sometimes they actually print ones out for you, but if you come with your own, it makes a good first impression, and it makes their decision so much faster. Obviously there's a downside and it is that you have to print a few copies on glossy paper which can be costly and again time consuming. But when you're ready to take that step and go to agencies, I really recommend you have it on you. Similar to comp cards, when you've built a lot of experience and gotten some training, make a resume. A talent resume is just one double-sided page or two one-sided pages stable together. On one side you have only your headshot. And the other side, you've got an experience, skills, and training you've gotten as well as your measurements. These are super useful to drop off at filmmaking universities, which is my personal next step forward, and I'd really love to start working on things other than commercials like student films. I hope you found this episode useful. Next episode, we're going to move to agencies, how to apply to them, which ones to start with, and how to find an agent. Best of luck and see you in the next episode.